0: All right. Welcome to Red Star Reviews, the podcast. Um, I'm going to have to check what episode number it is. But as always, I'm Jacob, the host, and I am joined right now by one of my personal heroes. You heard him say hello just a second ago. This is Edward. um, Also goes by Rupert but Hello. Welcome in. Uh,
1: Thanks for having me. And uh, hello to you, too. Uh, Hello from England.
0: Yep. We are actually uh, international with this one. I'm sitting over here in Alabama, and uh, Edward is sitting over in England, and we are joined together by heat that is almost 100 degrees for both of us in Fahrenheit, uh, <laughs> Celsius, I think you said that was around 30 Celsius?
1: Yeah, something like that. I'm afraid I've never been very good at uh, translating uh, temperatures.
0: Neither have I, or kilometers and miles, that, that the the. <laughs> That never have two people groups been so separated by one common language I think than with America and England <laughs> that, yes uh, and yet we can be united in complaining about the weather amen that is great. <laughs> yes. but um as many of y'all know uh this is mostly a book review podcast but one of the goals is also to talk about things that uh interest me uh, I have that 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 liberty as I am uh both a reader and just have many interests and run the podcast so um one thing I've chatted with everyone about is Warhammer 40k and what that is and also if you remember in the last episode I talked about the uh, War of the False Primarch well I thought who better to help kind of explain all that than the person who created uh the War of the False Primarch not necessarily created Warhammer 40k but is also a relatively famous person inside the Warhammer 40k world so Um, Edward, thank you so much for coming on and we're going to launch right into this and say, um, I've tried to explain what Warhammer 40k is to people, but, uh, how do you explain Warhammer 40k just to someone with, with no concept of it?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, well, uh, first off, thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's very flattering to be called famous. And, uh, I, I think, uh, tallest of of the big means is perhaps, uh, a a better way of putting it, but, uh. (laughs) Yeah. Um, how would I describe Warhammer 40,000? Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on the face of it, it it's uh, effectively a board game. But more than that, it's uh, had 40 years of uh, development and background writing by a combination of people ranging from uh, the, the studio team, who were, I, I suspect, raised and influenced on... Uh, Second World War stories mm-hmm. uh, And then it's sort of injected With a, a big old pulse of Sci-fi, space opera And nowadays it's brought, It brings in pretty much Anything you can think of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's a really wonderful way To uh, Have a look at the world through a different prism And that's, that's How I connect with it these days I do game uh, mm-hmm. but Mainly I paint mainly I uh, do the modeling and the other thing I like doing is uh, reading and writing which is mm-hmm. obviously yeah, very fitting uh, for the... Uh, and that's like that. one
0: way I've actually stayed um, plugged into Warhammer because like we talked off air, I um, found out about it back when I was 14 years old then only painted it for a little bit, didn't play and by painted mm-hmm. it, we're talking about the uh, miniature pieces. They have whole armies of just little miniature space marines and army men and uh, Eldar and all these different types that you get to collect and paint your own unique colors, which always appealed to me. Um, and then when I was 2021, I gave it another shot and, uh, just kept losing touch with it. But all those years I kept reading the, um, what they call the black library, uh, -hmm. it's their publishing company. I kept reading Warhammer 40k books and just staying, uh, stuck in the universe. And then this past year I went ahead and, and this is why I say you you are relatively famous though, because um, this past year, I got back into the hobby to paint and join in with some narratives. And everywhere I kept turning, your blog kept coming up, which is high praise. Because uh, most people stay away from blogs nowadays and mostly just do like, you know, Instagram and all that. But your blog kept coming up over and over everywhere I turned.
1: <laughs> Maybe so. I'm, I'm just very good at self-publicity. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah. No, um, uh,
0: yeah
1: I, blogging is a bit of a... A bit of a dying art form. I I got into it, um, I don't know, a few years back with uh, my main blog, which Mm -hmm. is called uh, Death of a Mm Rubricist. And that is sort of a catch all what I do with my hobby. As you sort of uh, run out of time to sort of meet up with people and chat and game, because my gaming group from years ago is the PCRC. So uh, a big shout out to any of them who are saying, uh, who Mm -hmm. are listening. Um, we've all sort of got a bit older and got married and had kids and settled down and moved away from each other we still meet up every so often Mm -hmm. Uh, but the blog was a really lovely way for me to do what I love best which is uh, talking far too much uh, into the ether (laughs) and it was always set up mainly as a a record for myself I've always said that with any hobby you should do it for yourself first and foremost and if anyone else 100% agree that's lovely see
0: i agree wholeheartedly with that that's actually what helped me launch my podcast because i already had the blog and all that mm-hmm. um and i sat there and i was waiting like well what if i do this podcast and no one listens and there was an easy answer to that i'd still have fun doing the podcast Absolutely. and so like for anyone who's out there actually listening right now really uh whatever you're thinking about doing for a like creative outlet go ahead and do it it doesn't matter If you become famous or if you stay in obscurity, it it does not matter as long as you're having fun. Um, That's the biggest thing for me. I'd I'd absolutely
1: agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think hobby time is one of those things that gets squeezed out of people's everyday lives. They Mm -hmm. dedicate themselves to their work, to their family, to everything. And those are, of course, important things. Yes. But I think a hobby is one of those sort of rare moments where you get a chance, whatever you're doing, whether it's playing music, reading, running, like uh, your guest a couple of episodes ago, mm-hmm. um, you get into that state of flow where you're just lost in it. I think that would be very familiar to like, your, your listeners. Oh, yeah. You just get lost in a book and mm-hmm. you look up and suddenly, sort of, hours have gone past and you suddenly realize, oh, cripes, you know, I'm not on the Spanish main. I'm not in deep
0: space <laughs> it's you know I'm, I'm curled up at home comfortable and see that's and... one of the things that I love about just like reading in general but when I was a kid there was a book series that's based off a cartoon called Robotech and mm. I loved reading it and I would sit there and get lost in it for hours and then all of a sudden like my brother would crash in through my room to <laughs> you know for me to go out and play <laughs> sports with him and I'd be like wait wait I'm not in a Veritech fighter flying all. what's going on here you know so I, I agree. Hobbies, hobbies, and creativity is is definitely something we need. And it's 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 said that like all children paint, artists just continue on when they become an adult, and mm. there, there there's a lot of truth to that. And I, that's one thing. Like as as a parent, it's like I want my kids to always know that they can be creative. So for me, it's valuable to have something creative mm. I can do that they can see and experience to just let them know, no no dad still plays with toys and he's as old as he is so it's okay <laughs> just so yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um well and one thing that uh like i kept saying i kept finding you on, on on instagram and on the blog one of the reasons why is because of something called the war of the false primark which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not understating this when i say this is my favorite thing about warhammer 40k right now oh. um it's That's... a narrative event that you created. And then throughout wide for people to join in on and um, which I appreciate. And it's, it's based only in a little itty bit of lore that the black library created like two paragraphs and you exploded it. So if you don't mind just telling us a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, It was a bit of an experiment
1: first Mm -hmm. and foremost. Um, While I sort of say it's important to sort of sit down and just do what pleases you and get into that sort of state of flow with your hobby. One of the things I really love about Warhammer forty thousand is the uh, the shared experience with it. Mm-hmm. it. It's a game that's predicated on a, a a social context. If you want to to game you you have to meet someone else and you have to sort of chat about it. That's why mm-hmm. I think it actually, although it's uh, you know for a long time had sort of a, a very nerdy image, and you know. I suppose it still does. I always liked the fact that you had to find someone else to do it with, face to face. Had to mm-hmm. make compromises on things, mm-hmm. and so I've I've tried to bring that into the War of the False Primark concept, which was mm-hmm. well. It's all very well me filling out sort of these little corners of the Warhammer Forty Thousand universe, because mm-hmm. it's the whole galaxy. It's set over ten thousand years. Yes, and yet a lot of it is sort of very tightly focused into the last couple of centuries. Mm -hmm. I think, actually, the Games Workshop studio have done a fantastic job of filling in, uh, dropping little story seeds. Mm -hmm. seeds. Uh, The sort of thing that you might pick up in a novel, just an offhand reference to an old battle or an event or some king. Mm -hmm. And you can pick up on those in Warhammer Mm 40,000. You can develop them. Pull them out and see where you go with them. And that's something I've done with a couple of projects personally. But I always Mm -hmm. found the most rewarding thing was not just sort of showing off what I'd done, but when other people would go, oh, I I really like what you did there. Here's my take on it. Here's my interpretation. Mm -hmm. And seeing what other people did. And I really wanted the War of the False Primark to be a collaborative event. So I, I've said from the very start, and, you know, if anyone's interested in it, then there's a, there's a blog, which hopefully we'll be able to, to share the the website address. Oh, yes. But I can, um, I'll,
0: I'll put all those in the uh, details for the episode. So they'll have the link to your blog, to the War of the Pulse oh, Primark, and, and all of that in there. Yes, I should have mentioned oh, that not, sooner. Sorry. Yeah.
1: No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, up in the top right of the blog is, uh, I, and it's fairly badly designed, I, I apologize, it's uh, but what I've done myself uh, through Blogspot. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Up in the top right, there's a how do I get involved? How do I get started? Mm -hmm. And uh, that hopefully should give an article uh, which runs through, well, what it's all about. That's uh, the, the summary of it
0: yep that's Uh-oh. actually where i went and read up a couple times so that yeah. way i could go ahead and start painting and, and take a part in it and it, it has absolutely been fun but sorry yes oh, go ahead but
1: i was just saying that uh i wanted it to be collaborative so right from that very first point i've, I've made the point that i don't regard myself as a as the creator or the writer or any I, all i'm doing is collating things that other people are doing so while uh while I do a lot of creative writing for it and, mm-hmm. you know, paint my own models, what I really love doing is, is sharing other people's. As you say, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, a nice idea to be able to bounce these ideas around and mm-hmm. people are sort of really picking up on it. There was a wonderful uh, phrase I heard, and I'm sorry, I don't know the, the source of it, but it was comparing ideas with apples, where if you've got apples... And your mate's got an apple, and you swap, you've both still got one apple. But mm-hmm. if you've got an idea, and they've got an idea, and you swap, you both got two ideas. Oh, I like that. And the War of the False Primark, that really sort of uh, pulls that out. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the things that are being created by people. And, you know, these wonderfully talented people who, Extremely. you know, people like uh, Almir Hodo, who does the, the most fantastic writing, and mm-hmm. uh, Adam James Creates, who's like, Mm -hmm. absolutely fantastic artist Mm -hmm. Uh, all of these sort of painters and modelers are are really bringing in some wonderful things that I never would have thought about Mm -hmm. never would have come up with and it's it's such a a treat to be able to uh, tie bits together
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and when other people are starting to do that, that that's really wonderful I mean when people just sort of take the initiative and instead of sort of saying can I do this they just go ahead and do it. That, that to me is the, uh, the apex of the project. Mm-hmm. It's when,
0: when it sort of takes a bit of a life of its own. And inspires others to go ahead and stretch their own wings and start flying a little bit too. And, yeah. I mean, and I, one...
1: I don't think there's ever been a successful novel or mm-hmm. uh, event where you haven't sort of come out of it afterwards and thought, what happens next? Mm-hmm. You know, wouldn't it be, be fun to sort of read around that? Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i don't sorry i'm starting to babble now uh, (laughs) to to come back to the uh the main point what's it for it's there as a little hub and people can just post things if they want to just do it for themselves i i thoroughly encourage them to do that that's fine you know the whole point about it is it's for sharing it's for people to sort of dip into if they want to sort of use it to write their own stories if they just mm-hmm. want to follow along and read if they want to use mm-hmm. it inspiration for uh, their own games or mm-hmm. brilliant but if they and want it, to post stuff mm-hmm. up if they want to paint their own models write their own stories then yeah we'll we'll share them on the blog mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do my best to get everything I, it's been a real
0: surprise how many people have got involved well um, and that's one thing i was going to say like um when you hear about a, a narrative event, which the, the concept of a narrative event for listeners who are new of it is you basically are creating a narrative world of almost role play to say, this is mm-hmm. happening at this time period. And you can go ahead and paint some miniatures, snap a photo and take us add a story of what you feel would happen with these characters. And everybody gets together for the, for the overall narrative event, which in this mm-hmm. case is the War of the false Primarch. And one thing, when I first was reading about it, and you know, like I said, I've just newly returned to Warhammer 40k. I am not the best painter in the whole wide world. I don't have a large uh, following on my um, Warhammer 40k I paint I you yourself down. Well, I appreciate it. But um, I, I took a look at it, and I, I kept expecting when I was reading about, well, how to join in. I uh, was saying, oh, all these people have created all these chapters of Space Marines and all this. And I went to their sites. And um, a lot of these people are, you, you know, it's not ones who have 10,000 followers and 80,000 followers. It's everyday people. And um, <laughs> I think that's one of the beauties of it is uh, you not, not insulting anyone who has 10,000 followers if you do more power to you. <laughs> but I see a lot of people who have like 120 followers on, say, their Instagram, but the works of art that they're creating for this are getting put in front of a larger audience where people are getting to truly experience it and enjoy it. And it's absolutely amazing to see just that creativity from everyday people. I mean, some of the ones I've actually started talking to and start becoming friends with and and you Mm -hmm. interact with them. Um, and you find out, yeah, their lives are super busy too. They're stealing like an hour to maybe paint in the morning before their, uh, kids are awake and getting ready. And, um, and seeing what they can produce inside that hour helps inspire me that it's like, okay, if they can do this, I can find an hour during my day where I can also paint and create. So the project that you created, it, it also helps inspire more creativity beyond even just that project. Cause you see just people that. come together, communicating and inspiring other people. And what I've loved seeing is some of the conversations behind the scenes where um, people are saying, okay, I've created this. I need to kind of create a backstory. I think they would do this, but would they react in this way? And other people are able to just kind of toss out ideas. And like you say, share ideas and they start multiplying yeah. and it gives greater depth to every entry. It, it, it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, and, mm-hmm. and Actually, I think that's a, a really key point. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it it should be, I mean, games, Workshop themselves did a, a big statement that their hobby is for everyone. Mm hmm. And I really agree with that. I mean, I don't always agree with uh, all the decisions Game Director makes, but uh, that's another uh, podcast altogether. Yeah, <laughs> very definitely a sentiment that uh, I can really get behind. And yes. I, I, you know, it, I I always sort of think that no matter what you're you're producing, it's the sort of energy and the ideas behind them that are really the the key thing. You mm-hmm. know, you know, I. You know, I People have very kindly sort of said I, I can sort of paint or model well, but I have no illusions about being sort of world class or mm-hmm. you know award winning. But on the other hand, if you know I, I know some of my ideas sort of gone down very well. and People have sort of said, oh well, you know uh, that's very nice. It made me want to do this. So I sort of thought, well, yeah, it's not like I have a monopoly on these mm-hmm. ideas, and if I can sort of share the ability for people to sort of get it out to other people, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly as you're saying with these, uh, you know, the relationships other people are sort of forming across the world, that, that, that's brilliant. You know, yes. I mean, ultimately, that, that's what it's all about. It's about getting people in touch with each other. The War mm-hmm. of the False Primark or any project like this, any sort of, you know, i, I put it in inverted commas, concept of an invitational, because mm-hmm. it, it's an open invitation. The mm-hmm. whole thing is open. I, I, I don't want to be sort of uh, gatekeeping anything. I want more people to get involved because it's, it's something I love. Yes. So and uh, it's,
0: that's one thing I, I appreciate you realizing uh, is gatekeeping is such a frustrating thing because people are like, well, if we just keep it to just us, it's going to be more special. It's like, no, bust everything wide open. Let people mm. experience it. Let other people from completely different mindsets and backgrounds come in and be a part and see what they bring and and it can make a beautiful combination um, yes yeah, and there's I, there's the people that I know richness. we might not agree with, but you, you know it's that in that conflict of ideas, you can find something incredible
1: yeah, yeah it it brings in uh, it makes a bit of a gumbo of things, you know you mm-hmm. get richness and depth of flavor that with the best woman in the world, however imaginative an individual is uh, or. You know what they can do by themselves. There is a a requirement for other people to be involved. Mm -hmm. You know, if if you want it to sort of go any further,
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: that's what I'm saying. It's been lovely to have done this thing that people have got behind. I mean, uh, I must confess, it was sort of uh, slightly, well, not nerve wracking exactly, because as I say, it doesn't really matter if uh, no one does anything. It's enjoyable for me. But the fact Mm -hmm. people have is is lovely. I mean, if anything, there's a bit of pressure now to get stuff up on the blog, because, and I must apologise to all the people who have sent things in that I haven't Mm -hmm. had a chance to sort of pop up, but uh, uh, it's a good problem to have, having too much material. And it's, as you say, I I don't want to just sort of uh, put... uh, I I want to make sure that everyone gets a a chance to be up on there, if you see what I mean, no matter what they're doing. If, uh, whether they want to, you know, if they feel they're not very good at painting, then write a story. If you're not very good at writing a story, uh, paint up a model of someone else's chapter. If you think you're not very creative, well, Give it a go anyway.
0: And if you're a good photographer, then you can come over and talk to me because you could probably help me take better pictures of the models that I paint to maybe make it look (laughs) like I have some amazing models out there. That's one thing I've actually been enjoying too is I've been trying to, um, and that's one thing you mentioned on your blog is like kind of how to tell a dynamic story with uh, photographs of your models instead of just taking one, just here's a background, here's a model. Actually like try and create something. um, (laughs) And... uh, so, that's one thing that I have tried doing more. Unfortunately, my wife is excellent in photography. So, she's actually been giving me some uh, pointers and some advice and then some Fantastic. suggestions on filters. Because, uh, used to, I never used filters because I'm just like, you know, why filter it? This is, yeah. this is what I painted. And she helps me realize that no filtering it can actually help it look even better. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, like a, a frame on a painting, you know, mm-hmm, it sets mm-hmm. off what's, what's already there. So that's been a great benefit to me. And, and and also it helps me with my stories that I try to create when I'm creating these models, if I can set up a scene and then try and mm-hmm. capture that in the photograph. Uh, one thing, and I, I will briefly say this before we go too much further, for those mm-hmm. who are still saying kind of, well, what is the War of the False Primarch? Uh, you know, that I mentioned last episode in this episode, the basic concept is in the Warhammer 40K universe, the Emperor uh, back at the very start of it had created 20 what's called primarchs I-, I either his genetic sons they're these demigods of the universe mm. and um in the lore for warhammer 40k two were lost and there were 18 nine turned against the emperor nine fought for him and uh, in the current universe all the primarchs are kind of gone and the emperor's off doing his own thing uh because he's trying to maintain power so you basically have a power vacuum where these individuals have stepped in and you ha- they're called the high lords of terra and they control the universe right and yes. then suddenly from nowhere a primarch turns up and says hey i'm the son of the emperor and i know how we need to start running things but the high lords <laughs> of terra don't want to lose their power so whether he's a true primarch or a false primarch doesn't matter they're going to fight against him so they've started a war of space marines to go ahead and try and wipe out the false primarch so that yeah that's kind of the concept there that we're we're working around and i, I just say all that to say um in, inside of this you you've created an interesting little narrative tale of the gray area in in the history <laughs> um because there's a question of well what really is truth what's history what's propaganda and that yeah. feels like something almost taken from our time because i can sit here and read a history book And you know, you're reading one side's written history, not necessarily other sides written history. And so there's a whole question around this of ambiguity. And you captured that early on in the photographs that you took of the false Primark model that you created. Um, And those made me, uh, if you'll pardon the catchphrase, want to know more. Like I I saw (laughs) that and I was just like, oh, I want to know. Sign me up for wanting to know because... You just kept seeing these glimpses and you were able to capture that in photos. So that's why I'd say um, with this project, like you're saying, if if you can't paint, but you can photograph, there's others who want to paint. You could take pictures for them. You could write up the stories. Yeah. You can do all these things. There's so many ways to get involved. And um, that's one thing that I appreciated because, like I said, coming in to the project, I was just in here like, well, this is something that sounds really cool, but you know, I'm sure this is like just a few people get involved. And then I read more and I'm like, oh no, this is anybody. And I'm like, I'm in, I'm joining. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. I I think uh, a lot
1: of the sort of uh, events I've I've seen sort of curated on Instagram, et cetera, I've sort of gone in and I sort of thought, oh, I'd love to be involved in that. But I, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. I don't want to sort of just barge in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's why I'm sort of saying, look, this is an open invitation to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, c- coming back to a, a couple of points on that, uh, your last uh, yes. part, yeah. I do want to make very clear that uh, I, my thanks go to uh, Luna uh, XOX for uh, supplying me the parts for the model for the false mm-hmm. primer, or yeah, false or not, who knows? Who, Luna's um, work
0: is amazing on Instagram.
1: So if you're on Instagram, me. look that one up. Yes, he's a fantastically talented modeler and painter, and he's mm-hmm. also devilishly handsome. So, uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, um, yeah, lovely chap and uh, very generous Mm -hmm. and he was very kind uh, for him to send a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Secondly, I think that point about the the theme of truth and lies and Mm -hmm. mystery is is really the core appeal of Warhammer 40,000 in general for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got into it when I was a kid and it's very heavily influenced uh, by... 80s British politics, and so on the one hand, while you've got sort of uh, Milton-esque rebellions of angels, uh, this very sort of high-level god-emperor and his sons fighting, and at the other end of the scale, and something that I think is really important to the sort of grungy feel of Warhammer Mm 40,000, is it's got a a lovely streak of black humour, and it really sort of looks at the, the pathetic aesthetic. So it's the while you've got all these sort of glorious wars being fought by superhumans in golden armour mm-hmm. that's all being made by people who are sort of downtrodden and stuck in factories or copying uh, out by rote lines of code that no one understands.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, that is the, the key for the appeal of Warhammer 40,000 for me. Mm-hmm. And being able to present sort of both sides of it within the project is great. But uh, the, the idea that is the Primark really a Primark? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't know whether we will find that out. So it's not, to, to me, it's not really important. Uh, I The Primark and the Silver Stars. He's largely irrelevant. He's a, he's a narrative element. The project. Really? What I want to see is the, uh, the interactions of the other elements that people have created. Yes. That, that that's, I think, uh, has much more sort of uh, interest in creating a setting, mm-hmm. in creating uh, something for people to use than a narrative, which it just it goes from A to B mm-hmm. to C.
0: Was kind of the difference in um, the Primark. Honestly, is the plot device. Like yeah. he is the catalyst that you launch into here, and then the explosion happens. And like any good explosion, it spreads far beyond the actual point of the catalyst.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Catalyst brings change and transformation and brings interactions, and that's what he's doing. So on the one sense, you know, always interesting because they are the catalysts. But on the other sense the catalyst is not the focus of the explosion uh, that no. that's spread out the blast radius and how it affects all those around it is what truly is the interesting point. So that's exactly um, it. He, he's and, a
1: Chekhov's scum. Yes. And uh, actually I, I've always sort of felt that the real appeal of the, the lost primarchs. Now this is, this is very specific to mm-hmm. to Warhammer 40,000. So I apologize if it's uh, a, a bit, uh, Bit dull to sort of the the general. Uh, if they're
0: listen- continuing but... listening to this podcast, then either it's my mom or your mom, and it it <laughs> is, or someone who actually is already interested and engaged. So it's okay, we're good. <laughs> okay. Well, I, w- I
1: was going to say that uh, the great appeal of the the lost Primarchs is that we don't know, mm-hmm. and throughout because Games Workshop sort of done these little seeds mm-hmm. that they've occasionally sort of pulled up on. I mean, the, a famous one was way back, and I think in like second edition, there was mm-hmm. a, an offhand uh, comment about uh, the gates of Val and the quiescent perils of the Catan. And I remember reading that and just thinking, what the hell is that? That, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> and then there was nothing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, five, ten years later, the, the Necrons appeared. Mm-hmm. Sort of enslave race off the Catan at the time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh things like that have got answered, and you know generally in sort of a, a a cool or interesting way. But the the lost Primarchs became this sort of totemic thing that mm-hmm. has never been answered. Everyone's hinted at it, and lots of people have sort of explained it. But for me, I think any answer is going to be disappointing, and so. Yes. Good to have uh, a permanent mystery.
0: Yes, which, I can. Which I can is where the,
1: the idea for, you know, I want to know came from. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. indeed the uh, Primarch's name. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, which, how do you pronounce that? Because I honestly don't know when I'm looking. I think I know how I do it in, in my head canon, but just out of curiosity. How do you pronounce his name? I,
1: I've always pronounced it Volnovskare.
0: Okay, but, I uh, completely I, slaughtered I, that, so I like that. Volnoscure. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, I, you know, I. Uh, I was saying Volnus here. Whenever me, I the, looked
0: at it, I was saying Volnus here, and so oh, yeah. yes, I was way <laughs> off there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, if, if anyone has read around the the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn mm-hmm. and Alistair Crowley, they'll mm-hmm. probably recognize in uh, a couple of the Primarchs' names, uh, mm-hmm. Perturabo, for example. Is a mm-hmm. is a is a gloss of Alastair Crowley's Hermetic name, oh, okay. Uh, I believe, and uh, von Oscar a, a similar concept. So, if if you want to sort of find out a bit more, you can read around that idea. I was but about to say to we always want to, to know
0: more, yeah. <laughs> yeah so,
1: yeah. Um, so, uh, coming back to the the principle of. Uh, not wanting to answer things mm-hmm. that in itself is a bit of an answer so I, mm-hmm. I have come up with this sort of mythology and story and background of the Silver Stars and Bon Oscar Ray and what he's doing and where he's been and what he is so there is, a, there is an established consistent background
0: mm-hmm.
1: that is not being revealed I mean I, I hope there'll be sort of stories that sort of pop up here and there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it's never going to sort of be revealed in the same way as the Index Astartes are. Mm-hmm. Or at least, you know, not at the moment. Part of the joy of the project is just, well, doing what I fancy with it. too yeah. so often.
0: Well, and that's the thing too. Like I know so many people have sent you so many things to uh, write and publish, and uh, you know share the photos. And I know you're working hard at getting it all there. But also, you have several things that you're having to do just in your normal life, and still find hobby time. So that is completely okay. Feel completely free, and don't feel bad if yeah, not everything yeah. gets posted. Um, I, I think that, that
1: that's another thing I wanted to mm-hmm. make the point. If anyone starts to feel it, it's becoming like a job. That Mm -hmm. you you know and and this just applies to anything if you sort of feel that you're reading a book because you ought to read a book Mm -hmm. or you've got to get through something to go to review it or go to a book club or or whatever then you know fine if you're happy with that sort of pressure but just remember it's not necessary
0: yeah you know
1: it's there for your enjoyment
0: it took me a long time before I could finally do not finish books because I had the concept that I started it. I had to finish it. And mm-hmm. um, I, there was a specific book series that I was reading. And I, I, I read when the first book came out. And I didn't like the first book, but it was critically acclaimed. The um, mm-hmm. second book came out. So I'm like, okay, maybe I missed something because it's still critically acclaimed. So I read books one and two. And mm-hmm. I, st- I just did not like it. Book three came out. Critically acclaimed. I read books one again to see what I was missing. Book two and book three, because I'm like, I'm committed to this series now. Book four came out and I'm like, you know what? Screw this series. I don't like this series. I'm not going to read this series anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to torture myself. And I was so thrilled. And yeah, books five, six, seven and eight, all critically acclaimed. And I don't feel like I'm missing anything at all. And I'm, I'm glad that those who enjoyed it, enjoyed it. And, and so I'm not trashing it. But for me, it's like, no, I don't see what you're seeing. And I realized it's okay. There are a ton of other book series out there that I love and adore that I enjoy putting time into and feel rewarded yeah. by investing that time in it. And that's one thing with like the, uh, with, with the modeling for Warhammer 40 K I, I enjoy the time that I'm investing into it. Um, and what I, I get out of it and, and I'll, I'll shift gears here for a moment. Um, cause I know our time is coming short. Uh, mm-hmm but I I wanted to mention one thing that uh, another thing you've inspired me to try and do uh, and you and others like Luna and others who do this is true scale space Marines. And Uh, this is punching well above my weight to use a phrase. I I, I definitely, it's a skill and it's interesting. And I spent a lot of time watching a lot of YouTube tutorials and um, the, uh, and reading your blog. And there's so many different ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I came to at first, thinking, well, I have to choose scale the proper way, the true way. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, after watching all these tutorials, every single one of y'all got a slightly different method. Yeah. So I finally just bit the bullet, and I, I, I took one of my test marines I had done paint tests on. Mm-hmm. And I busted out the uh, razor blades and started just going ahead and sawing and cutting. And I have almost completed it, just need a little bit of green stuff. But I... I can say it, it, it looks like a first attempt at true scaling. So, um, and I learned a lot from doing this that I'm going to be able to incorporate, but it was so much fun. And
1: that, that is at the key of it. I, yes. You know, I've, I've always slightly not railed against the, the, the name true scale mm-hmm. because it, it kind of implies everything else is wrong. Yes. For me, you know, having sort of uh Grown up because I, I got into the hobby when I was, you know, tiny, you know, my, my mm-hmm. big brother sort of played it and I was about sort of I don't know, seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you know, you sort of dip in and out over the years, but I sort of grew up with this, these ideas of uh, space Marines as like this giant power fantasy. And, you know, when you're a kid, that's really appealing. Yeah. And so when you sort of reading about these things, like sort of walking tanks, but then the models were, you know, the same sort of size as a regular dude. Mm-hmm. And then I saw some, you know, fantastically talented people sort of coming up with ideas. The, the first one I saw were by uh, Elusive Seventy One and mm-hmm. Doghouse, who, mm-hmm. you know, is still doing the most fantastic stuff. He's a lovely chap. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I realised when I wanted to to give it a go myself, you know, I, I asked them. They sort of gave me lots of lovely advice. That's the wonderful thing about the hobby; everyone wants to share. Yes, uh, that is wonderful about it. I've always just sort of called them, you know, embiggened or large or, you know, mm-hmm. or simply present here are my space friends this is what I've done. Because uh, there are as many ways as you can think of, and ultimately, there's no right way, there's no wrong way. It's, mm-hmm. the, the whole point about 40K is that it's seen through this lens of, well, this is sort of a, a false history, this may or may not be true. Yeah, the the War of the False Primark project sort of dials it up to eleven, mm-hmm. as is the want of forty k stuff, but all of it's a bit doubtful, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all secrets and lies. It's it's nineteen eighty four, uh, sort of seen mm. through Judge Dredd, and yeah. uh, that 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 is a fantastic, freeing opportunity, and I've always said that. If you're sort of if you don't like what you produced, then you know you've got two options, which is you know quietly shuffle it away and never talk about it again, or mm-hmm. give it another go and move on to another thing.
0: But yes. to be honest,
1: when I first started putting models together, you know, they looked like I'd just started putting models together, and I think <laughs> that's true for everyone. You know, you, you, no one comes into the world able to sort of paint a model and do fantastic things and win sort of uh, crystal awards and golden slayer swords it Mm -hmm. you you put the time in you you enjoy it hopefully Mm -hmm. and if you continue to
0: enjoy it you continue
1: to do it and then it's a virtuous cycle
0: yes and that's one thing that uh i've really enjoyed is the the connectivity of this community and the readiness just to go ahead and communicate and share how to do it because I was sitting there and there there are people that I started following because I absolutely loved what I saw they were creating it was inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. And um, a few of them, like uh, I posted some things up and asked some questions and I was having people who have thousands of followers stop and drop what they were doing. Just go ahead and just chat with me about how to properly shade a, a model with black yeah. paint, how known yeah. oil is supposed to work on one of these things or Hey, ha, uh, here's, um, you know, uh, eat, drink death, for example, yeah. uh, reached out to me. who's an absolutely wonderful person and, um, met through this project and, uh, he sat there and was explaining to me about uh, a specific, uh, razor that I could get as a little saw instead of trying to use everything like an exacto knife and use that little saw. And he just shared that information with me, um, which I've also shared to a couple other friends who are getting up into the, into the whole modeling and it's. It's just been a blast to see how much community support you get and yeah. that there's people waiting there to to easily answer questions and just have fun and celebrate accomplishments with you and also pat you on the back when it maybe didn't turn out perfectly and just be like, Hey, but still great. Go. Let's try again.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I, yeah, I think
0: that's something that, uh,
1: you know, that the world of books and the world of uh, Warhammer 40,000 have in common. Yes. And that is just, there's no competition in it. It's, I mean, obviously there is to a degree in the gaming, but in the, the modelling mm-hmm. and painting, people just, they like sharing their stuff because they're proud of it, and that's yes. great. And more than that, they like helping other people out. I, yeah. I absolutely agree. And I think, you know, if anyone's ever felt any sort of imposter syndrome about, uh, you know, I'm not good enough to post things up, then, you know, I, I would encourage them to do so just wherever and just reach out and chat to people it yeah it, it's really nice it's it's so easy to sort of get caught up and stuck and sort of thinking well i can't show that yet i've got to get better
0: whereas you know
1: it, it's no one's job yes you know, they, they can just you can just enjoy it exactly and, uh,
0: and that's one thing I, I have gained a lot of enjoyment from like i'll sit there Cause I'm the sort that I'll question. It's like, well, you know, let me try about 10 more models and then I'll get this one. It's like, no, no, really. I'm sharing the, this one that's not as great because mm-hmm. this is the best that I could do at this time. I have no, no reason to be upset with this. I'm quite proud of what I was able to accomplish. And I know that hopefully in the future with more practice, maybe I'll improve. Maybe I yeah. won't, but I'll still have fun with it at the very least. <laughs> uh, I just- um, but I want to be sure, respectful of, of your, your, your time. And, and, course, and also, uh, we'll, we'll be bringing this to a close shortly. Um, mm-hmm. but before we do, uh, I, I'd always want to give opportunity for anyone who's a guest to share where people can find you online, if they care to follow along or join. And, uh, oh. yeah. Any closing so- thoughts that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, first off, thank you very much for having me. Uh, thank you listeners for uh, your patience. I hope, uh, Something's been interesting. Uh, I would sort of encourage you to, to head over to uh, War of the False Prime Markets. The, the blog is Some Things Are Best Left Forgotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll we'll put the, the link in the notes, yes. uh, as Jacob says. Um, there's also my personal blog, Death of a Rubricist, And if you go on there, that's where I just record all the bits. So you can see all the bits that don't go so well there as well. <laughs> um other than that, uh, there's a Facebook group for War of the False Primark, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I'd, if, uh, if it's okay, I'd also like to say yeah. hello to, to my wife and children, and um, uh, everyone in the PCRC, everyone in the uh, Baraku Collective, and mm-hmm. uh, all the wonderful, wonderful contributors to uh, the War of the False Primark. It's, it's really been a, a, a privilege and a pleasure sort of see it sort of take off and uh, as long as people are interested it they'll keep the blog going and popping stuff up yep. if anyone's interested in giving it a go then give it a go you know you are you are
0: invited and that is the and that is the truth and that is the wonderful thing about this uh, the one of the number one things that I learned in, in going ahead and because of the war of false primark is this truly is an open community it is inviting and wants you to be a part of it. And uh, you may never have even heard of Warhammer 40K before, but yeah. uh, just reach out. There's a lot of resources and uh, you never know, you might enjoy it. But um, Edward, I have so enjoyed having you on here. Huh. Um, I hope to, to do it again. I know you love books as well. So yeah, um, it, it, if you don't mind, one of these days, I'd like to work out some time to have you on and and not talk Warhammer 40k, but just talk books. Yeah, absolutely, you can put up with funny. my verbal diarrhea again. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, but I truly appreciate your time, and thank you to everyone who has uh, joined in and listened. And uh, as stated, we'll include all the links um, in the description. And um, uh, I'm here for questions, and you can always reach out to him as well if you have further questions about it. Um, and if you have any uh, anything you want to reach out, uh, you can always email me at redstarreviews at gmail.com or reach out on Instagram or anywhere under redstarreviews. But yeah, we appreciate you listening and being a part of this podcast. And thank you so much for joining today. And yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Y'all take care. Bye. Cheers.